What up, podcast babies? I'm Jesse Oliver. I'm Maureen Smith. And I'm Makita Loney, and we're Fat Out of Hell. A bi-weekly podcast where we burn down fat stigma through conversations about our experiences as fat, rad fatties. So take out your extenders and buckle up, because it's time to go! Hello and welcome, podcast babies. I'm Jesse Oliver. I'm Maureen Smith. And I'm Makita Loney. And today... We're going to talk fat politics and <laughs> the idea of presentationalism and polish for fat folks and how we owe you nothing. So welcome. Pull up a chair. Put on your loungiest lounge set and uh, join us for the fuck presentationalism hour. Or 40 minutes, you know, closer to 40 minutes, probably. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so friends, here we are. Uh, I mean, this is a year devoted to loungewear, Mm. Mm -hmm. a year devoted to comfort. But also, uh, I came across this uh, TikTok. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. The kids are on it, the TikTok, uh, where someone was talking very specifically about... um, the body positivity movement and how they feel left out of it as someone who is uh, slobby was the word they used. (laughs) Uh, And um, I think a lot about this, right? Like it is this idea that uh, the hierarchical rating of what we decide is worthy in liberation politics or I I mean maybe not liberation politics but in what has become the body positivity movement which uh, I would argue is not fat liberation uh, that they are intersectional in moments but that they are not the same thing Mm -mm. and um, yeah I just was like you know we should talk about this we should have a day where we're like let's talk about the idea of like we are all people who like to get cute But, Mm -hmm. like, honestly, I don't have the time and the energy right now to get cute. Well, and my mental space. Yeah. Doesn't have that. I remember I remember um, feeling like this a lot in college where um, and and to be honest, like I wasn't even I was small fat in college. I was like a size 16 in college. But I remember feeling as though I wasn't allowed to dress comfortably because I couldn't pull it off without seeming and in my head this was the this was the language I put to it I couldn't pull it off without seeming gross and so which like you know college is when you're supposed to be schlubby you know college is supposed to be when you're you know you know wearing cookie monster pajama pants to class you know what I mean like that's you know it's it's the uniform and so but I like made an effort throughout college to be presentable now granted my my definition of presentable when I was in college was like jeans and a t-shirt but like I um you know I wanted to be wearing sweatpants and hoodies you know but and but I didn't allow myself that comfort because I was like because I'm fat I can't pull off this look 
I don't deserve to be comfortable. Well, and this is like before the rise of loungewear. So like mm-hmm. if you were fat, you were maybe able to find sweatpants in your size, but like not always, right? Like yeah. unless you were like going to Walmart specifically. Uh, although uh, I will say I have long loved the $8 sweatpant from Walgreens. <laughs> you know, get your prescription, get your sweatpants. Uh, it's it's really a twofer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but like it, even my access to what we would consider like grungier attire was limited because yeah. they just didn't have it in plus size. Right. And like, like as easily accessible, like somehow a sweatpant for a thin person was available, but not for a fat person. Yeah. Well, so it, oh, go ahead. Well, Kita, I know that you like, you have a whole, you've like written about this. You have like a poem about like being the fat girl in in a suit in a professional setting. I do. I do. I don't remember half the things that I write. Um, <laughs> I just remember it because we recorded it. That's true. That, <laughs> I haven't thought about that poem in a very long time. Um, but I mean, it's true, right? Like, my whole entire life, especially going to a fucking high school where I had to dress up every Wednesday. We had, like, Dress for Success Wednesdays because I went to a fucking economics and finance high school which I still don't know why I did that, but you know what? Here Can we you are. explain to me the stock market, please? <laughs> no, because I, I learned absolutely nothing. Um, I became, I, I went to that high school and left an artist. Um, there are people that literally live in the financial district that I graduated with um, and can afford that lifestyle and can travel what? every week. What a rebel you are, Keita. Um, I went so... to a finance high school and walked out an artist. <laughs> Because they fucking, like, I, anyway, anyway, anyway. <laughs> I can go on for days about all of that. Also, hell yeah to everybody doing a whole GameStop thing. You all are my hero. Um, but, like, I've had to, like, dress up all the time. And, like, people would tell me, like, oh, well, you have to wear this or nobody will take you seriously. Um, the only things that, like... I don't know. I wasn't really truly allowed to really have my own sense of style until I got to college. And I think that's why I went so hard with all the colors and like kind of like what Maureen was talking about. Like there were definitely days where I allowed myself to like dress down, but I was definitely probably one of the more like fashionable people like in my friend group. And I did that partially because it was fun. And that was the first time in a while or ever really where I was allowed to buy clothes for myself with my own money and be like, okay, yeah, this is what I'm fucking wearing. Fuck you. If you don't like it. Like I had, (laughs) I had like a, uh, this is, this is a weird way to describe it. And my friend who I worked for listens to this podcast. So shout out to you for giving me my summer internship that year. But I had like a, a a fashionable sock internship leading into my senior year of, of college. Yeah. I'm not even kidding. That's awesome. (laughs) fashion socks like so like, like <laughs> and this is part this is like, relevant to the story i promise yeah so so like i um i don't even remember what the name of the company was called 
but I worked in the Empire State Building, which was pretty fucking cool. And there was this whole room dedicated to just stock of like samplings of hosiery, tall socks, ankle socks, like Ann Klein socks, Betsy Johnson, like all those. Yeah, like the I worked for like the designers of like those socks that would send them out, get samples and whatever samples that they didn't like that they had in the stock room up to like whatever size that I fit, I got to take home. So like I would be wearing like I still have some of them like fishnet high knee socks, um, hot pink fishnet stockings. I definitely wore to class underneath my underneath my shorts. I have like ah I felt so good, but like also the same thing where like I felt like I had to be extra presentable because not only was like one of the bigger kids on campus, but I was also a black bigger kid on campus. So I feel like there was a lot more onus on me to like look presentable when I'm one of the like handful of black kids on that campus in general yeah um so I really though like you know we could be chill I felt like I was being judged like no matter what I do so I was like I was just gonna have fucking fun doing it like being myself you know well and it's something like it's something that I've really struggled with like when I was living in Milwaukee, like I, I was very much a, um, I was like working for like nonprofits, like education nonprofits, doing like presentations and stuff like that. So I, I always felt like I had to be like, I went from, I went from college attire to like Ann Taylor pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt like I felt like I had like one. You know what I mean? Like I I had yeah. been so programmed to like okay, because you have this body, you have to look good to like make up for it, which is such a fucked mindset to have. Oh yeah. Like yeah. okay, because you're the biggest person in the room, you always have to you you that means that you have to be the best dressed person in the room to like to like be up to par with everybody else. And which is right. which is like such a harmful mentality and like I remember I remember spending so much money on clothing just to I and like I on like business casual attire and I remember I like had one of my friends like you know I was like please help me like I need to I need to like up my game I need to make sure that I'm consistently looking good at these functions and like I just and it I didn't need to I was 23 you know I was I was working for an arts nonprofit. You know, I didn't need to look like a 35-year-old HR coordinator or whatever, whatever title HR people have. Like, I could have been much more relaxed in my attire and I would have been taken just as seriously because I was brought on for my skills. And I th- I think that that's, yeah. I don't know. If I'm showing them a picture of like what I looked like Ooh. in college with those hot Ooh. pink stockings. Those are cute, I mean, right? I love those hot pink stockings. I also think there was something where, like, um, when I was younger, I wore makeup like it was armor, mm. right? Oh my like, god! Like it was this idea of um, 
I am constantly walking into a world that tells me and reminds me how unwelcomed I am into it. And like, it was, it felt like war paint, right? Like I will walk in with a thick black eye, like eyeliner and like mascara and like red lips and you will notice my face mm-hmm. if nothing else right like yeah um <clears throat> and one of the things like i don't actually wear a ton of makeup uh in general in my everyday life but one of the things i realized is like i had gone like in the midst of uh this pandemic almost five months without putting any makeup on yep and uh, I was like, oh, I kind of miss a bold lip. But I was like, what are you going to do with a bold lip when you got to go outside with a mask? <laughs> like, yeah. you know. And-, <laughs> and so I was like, there's no point of putting anything on if that's like the one thing you enjoy putting on. And honestly, like thinking about <laughs> thinking about that aspect of having nowhere to go and talking about, you know, being presentable um, within this movement as a whole I've realized that like, as I started like this, I started to ramp up my Instagram content right before um, COVID hit, um, where I was posting more often. I was like getting cute and I was feeling really good and like pictures being taken and all that stuff and posting it on Instagram. And as soon as everything ended and I just went from not going to work anymore or being presentable for the outside world, that my content just, I just kind of stopped posting on Instagram because I can't keep up. Like though I genuinely was getting dressed for myself and like, I would of course only wear what I felt look cute and what was like, like appropriate for work, even though I work in an industry that's really lax. Um, and it's more like comfortable street style than anything, which is like totally my thing. So like though I was getting dressed up and cute for work and put on my makeup and feel really great, now that everything is basically via webcam, I'm not getting dressed up to work from home. Like I'm not getting dressed up for nobody to see me, you yeah. know, but then you'd always see other Or people. you're just dressed up from the chest up. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, yes. Literally, yes. The amount of meetings that I have done with absolutely no pants on, nobody needs to know. <laughs> but I'm sure that a lot of people can relate to me on that one. Um, I'm currently not wearing pants, just so y'all know. There we go. There we go. So it's just like, <laughs> I feel like my confidence also, like, I kind of feel like I lost a part of myself in the process of just going from being me outside and like having a good time and feeling cute because I had plans after work or I wanted to be like, you know, match with my coworker or like whatever to now just sitting in like leggings and a t-shirt all day, every day for every single day feeling this exact same and not feeling cute enough to post on Instagram or being so terrified of the pandemic that I don't have energy to plan a shoot indoors like a ton of influencers do. And I'm just like, I can't keep up with this so I'm just gonna stop and it feels it feels weird because I do want to engage and I do want to post more and I do want to like but I feel like I just feel so withdrawn from everything because I don't have the same energy I feel like and I mean I know that like this is just based on what I'm seeing online and what like people are putting out because they might they may not have the energy either but 
I don't know. It just feels like it's a it's a currently a game of who can be the most creative inside and I can't keep up with it anymore or well, I can't endanger myself and go outside. Right. It's also really hard right now because like, let's be honest, I don't know anyone who isn't slightly depressed, right? right. Like mm-hmm. it, to be alive in, uh, as Roxanne Gay said, fuck you, Ari, is uh, <laughs> to know uh, um, uh, a hint of depression, right? Like everything is hard for everyone all the time. That's like yep. just sort of the mantra I've adopted in like uh, understanding everything is no one is just not doing things. It's like everything is hard for everyone all the time. Right. right? And like, it's hard because sometimes like the constant wearing of leggings and a t-shirt feels like, uh, like a depression uniform to me. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it feels like I've woken up and I'm depressed. So I'm putting on my leggings and I'm putting on right. my t-shirt. And so, like, it's hard when that is not necessarily always what brings you joy, but also it's, like, sometimes that's all the energy I have is to put on leggings and a t-shirt, and that's okay. And also, that is not always an indicator of whether or not I'm depressed. I just used to joke that it was my depression outfit, and now we're living in a time where, like, everything is a little depressive. Right. (laughs) So it's, like... Right? Like, where you're like, oh, um, you know, I bought, uh, I have not bought a ton of clothes during the pandemic. But one thing I did buy was Torrid had this loungewear knit culotte jumper, and which I'm currently wearing. But uh, I bought it. I loved it so much. I bought a second one. Nice. <laughs> so Hell yeah. I two of them. Um, but I do feel like it is the perfect, like, is this comfortable? Is this easy? Does this take none of my time and energy? Uh, check, check, check. Do I also feel good wearing it? Check. Yeah. The My thing is, like, it's not about um, the presentational nature of uh, what we would, quote, unquote, called schlubbiness. Right. It's like, what actually do I enjoy wearing that falls into that category? I don't enjoy walgreens sweatpants do you know what i mean like like you like i did what you like that the option exists but you don't enjoy yes yes Yes, exactly and once upon a time i did like them and that's not what i want to wear right now right just like honestly like i'm not really wanting to wear leggings right now because i do also feel very much like that is associated with sad times for me right now and that's okay like just figuring out what makes me feel like me mm-hmm. with little effort because I just don't have the bandwidth for big effort and um, makes me feel like I am giving myself... Here's the thing. I am old enough, smart enough, and far enough along in the like body liberation activism movement to say no one needs to give me permission to do anything but me and sometimes i'm not good at giving myself permission right 
to do certain things. And we can make the um, argument that part of that is just that hard wiring of diet culture and hard wiring of the fuckery of expectations of fat folks that have been programmed into us since childhood. Mm-hmm. And part of it is just like, I am like uh, more type A than I would like to admit. <laughs> and, you know, I I do like feeling good about me mm-hmm. right and that yeah. sometimes is a bold lip color and a cute sassy dress which i own many of um and that's just not where we are in the world right now right. you know like mm-hmm. that's just not where we are in the world and that's okay well you mentioned makeup before um i'm a i'm a big fan of like i kind of i'm a i'm the type of person where i if I have a notification on my phone, I, I have to, I have to clear it. Um, I, I'm a, I'm a completionist. <laughs> um, and so when I open Facebook, I have that this day in your Facebook history. And what's really interesting to me, whenever I see pictures of like the time that I was in Milwaukee, just how much makeup I was wearing. Like I see pictures of myself. I see of like selfies that I took like uh, like a couple days ago was the was the anniversary of me paying off my student loans and I took a picture where I must have had like some kind of acne situation around my mouth because I remember taking this picture of like the letter from the student loan agency saying hey you paid off your loans and I held it so that you could only see my eyes (laughs) And I held it like this and I was wearing so much eyeliner and like the spideriest mascara. And I had, there was a filter on my phone that I, I would only take pictures of myself using this particular filter because I thought it looked polished. And it's like, who gives a shit? Like, you're just mm-hmm. taking a picture of a letter. Why did you feel the need to, like, put on a full face for a picture of you in your mom's living room <laughs> announcing that you paid off your... Who cares? Did you have it on only, or did you put it on for that picture? I don't remember. I think it's like... You might have just had it on. It's possible. But, like, what struck me was, like... Like I and like since that you know I I've since like walked my way down to I now don't wear makeup at all. <laughs> I mean mm. I I have makeup like I you know when it comes to like getting dressed up I like to wear makeup and I'm always like oh I feel so nice blah 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 but it's like it's like a rare it's a rarity and but it used to be that I would not leave my house without makeup on. Mm. That's like a universal fat experience for a lot of people right Mm -hmm. like um I remember a time in high school like my second high school was a performing arts high school everyone you know it was the the late 90s everyone reeked of patchouli and owned many a (laughs) hemp product yeah and like (laughs) I always had a full face of makeup and Joe Binder that little motherfucker um (laughs) like uh he was like why do you have so much makeup on blah 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 blah. and like in my head I was like because I'm fat and you're mean to me about my body and you're mean to me about like a lot of things that like I put on makeup because like that's at least like I feel like I am 
somehow trying to participate in the structure of like people will be nice to me because I've played the game of being presentational. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, I was like, I don't know, Joe Binder, because I want to have fucking eyeliner on. Right. Right. Like, but I was like, but it's like, it's that moment where I'm like, I don't know one fat person who, and you know, there are plenty of people who just love playing with makeup. Absolutely. Matthew and Shell, Tracy Cox, right? Like our friends who are like, liberation who just love playing with makeup absolutely i don't know how to contour for shit i probably will never know how to contour i just know that i look good at a bold red lip and so you know like that's what i like right i like my lips to come into a room first (laughs) well and like and that's the thing is like it's the difference between needing feeling the need feeling like you're not at all presentable, like that you can't go out in public, that you can't be seen without makeup. Like there's that mentality versus, oh, I think I'll put on some makeup today. I think it'll look nice. Like, for example, I, this week has just been nuts. I, we, the, I'm a marketing director for a a nonprofit that we just put up a live stream. And basically the past week I've just been up until five in the morning every day finalizing it and every blah, blah, blah. I had work at 9 a.m. yesterday Saturday and I overslept by two hours and um woke up to like 17 text messages a bunch of phone calls like and I woke I shot awake at 10 50 and was out the door at 11 05 looking the same that I look every day for work because I don't wear makeup to work and I have mm-hmm. short hair right? Mm-hmm. and I had clean clothes ready. And so like, I mean, you know, there were aspects of my morning routine that I didn't do. Like, for example, I usually like make myself coffee and make myself breakfast. But instead, I grabbed a piece of bread and then just didn't have coffee that morning. <laughs> like there was just mm-hmm. like things that I there were things that I didn't check off my morning to do list. But I showed up to work looking equally as polished as I always do because I realized that I don't need makeup to look professional. Right. Right. I mean, uh, when when I was teaching in person two days a week, I started work at 7.45 a.m. My first lesson started at 7.45 a.m., which meant I was in my car by 6.45. Well, I woke up at 6.20 and literally would be like, I had packed everything the night before. I just would wake up, throw on deodorant, throw on a dress, throw on, you know, what I needed to like walk out the door and was out the door within 20 to 25 minutes to get to work by 745 Mm -hmm. but I was like I don't care what I really look like because I'm going to sit behind a piano and make children sing children high schoolers sing at 745 in the morning it doesn't matter it doesn't matter and honestly they don't care no especially not at 745 right and I think this is like really the big myth right like who cares like where did we get into this idea of respectability politics for fat folks, right? Like this idea of like, this is how you 
deserve your humanity is by playing this very specific game. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that like um, every marginalized group deals with, mm-hmm. right? Like, ev- like this is just yeah part of that uh, structure. But also, I think there is uh, something happening with fat people being like, I just don't have the energy anymore. I just don't. I don't have the energy to present a certain way solely for you to treat me like I am actually a human. Yeah. So if you're not going to do that, I need you to kindly fuck the fuck off and leave me alone. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. This is coming to you from a voice call where... Two of us are wearing blankets. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and one of us uh, is, and- <laughs> is wearing pajama culottes. And to your credit, and a little a, a little makeup. <laughs> you do look good, Jesse. <laughs> uh, well, I will say, like, uh, irony of irony, I am now a brand ambassador for Dia & Co. And so That's I was exciting. like, shoot. Yes. So I did a little shoot earlier today. I just haven't taken the makeup nice. off. That's the hey. you're getting you're getting a face of makeup for that. That's so. awesome. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Baby's first brand ambassadorship. <laughs> oh my god. Hey. So very cool. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that I think that like fat people kind of like it's like that meme you know of like the different the different stages of like someone's mind being blown you know it's like that uh do you know what I'm talking about I mean I keep thinking of the Winona Ryder meme or gif where she's like oh no 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 no, no. I'm talking about where it's like it's like the different stages of wokeness and it's like this like head it's like it's like Yes, like, I do know. Yeah, the and then it's like it's progressively yeah. getting like there's all these like neutrons. To the cosmos, yeah, exactly, right. Where it's like the first the first stage of like of like fat liberation is like, you know, I can wear whatever I want. And then like the next one is like, you know, I I don't have to judge what other people are doing and you know, mm. and like the fi- the final stage is like I can look like shit and it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So this is us saying you could look like shit and it doesn't matter. It really matter. doesn't matter. No. It does not matter. Yeah. And like I'm going to go one step further is like who is defining what looking like shit even means. Right. right. Like you are surviving right now. Mm-hmm. And that's like if looking like shit or looking less than what you would like to look like or wearing Walgreens sweatpants is what you have the bandwidth for, then kudos, you've done it. You put clothes on your body. If you can't even do that, then kudos, you did it. You didn't put clothes on your body. (laughs) I gotta tell you, there are many days where like, I kind of like meet myself in the middle where I'll be like, okay, I'm gonna shower, but I am gonna spend the next six hours in a towel. And sure. like, yeah. and like, you know, fuck it. Who cares? <laughs> that I believe that is the truest of statements to end upon. <laughs> fuck it. Who cares? Fuck it. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, 
babies, if you have anything to take away from this, know that however you're looking right now is good enough. Yep. Perfect. Whatever you want to look like, whatever you can do in this moment is perfect. Yep. So, huzzah. All right. Uh, Podcast babies, we love you so much. And uh, goodbye. Goodbye. All right, we're out. Thanks so much for listening. You can find us on all the social media places as Fat Out of Hell Pod and all the podcast places as Fat Out of Hell. And you can shoot us an email at fatoutahellpod at gmail.com. Bye, babies.